In today's episode, I'm sharing with you how having my heart broken in my 20s was the best thing that ever happened to me. Let's find out how. Money Mindset with Girl Khan podcast will help you to break free from your limiting beliefs, reverse your money shame and blast through your money blocks so that you can live a life of unlimited abundance. In this podcast, we will talk about energy tools and mindset strategies that will help you to understand and change your relationship with money, whether you're in a job, profession or working on your passion. Change your relationship with money to change your life. I'm your host, Gul Khan. Let's get started. Welcome, welcome. This is Gul Khan, your money mindset expert. And today I'm sharing something very personal with you. And I, the reason why I came up with this topic was when I was having this discussion with my cousin. And <laughs> I normally get my inspirations when I'm um, about these episodes when I'm going through my daily life. And, and that's the reason why I don't um, record this in batches. I do this spontaneously. And during this discussion we were having, I realized how important this one instant was. And I'm going to give you some background to it so you understand the severity or the importance of it and what happened thereafter. And why am I calling this the best thing that ever happened to me? Don't worry, I'm not <laughs> I'm not crazy. I don't like having myself, um, my heart broken or... Or, or getting hurt, but you have to look at, at look at things in the grand scale of things. And I have spoken about in the previous episodes, and I probably will do another one on on you know why losing my mother helped me to be the person that I am. Um, I think that needs uh, deserves a, a, a point. I'm thinking out loud now that I'm recording this, but anyway, we will record that too. But this was quite important because this came up in a discussion with my cousin about where I am and what happened and, you know, the way I look upon things at the moment. Because I am, I'm, a, I'm in my point in life where I'm extremely happy, I'm very content and I am happy with my kids and my life and my business and my work. And even though one of my businesses, which is property, which gives me a lot of headache, has been recently giving me a lot of headache, I still am very grateful to be in the privileged position where I have the headache, when I have those headaches, when I'm able to help, um, you know, have the issues with my properties or or my trading or, or, or my coaching and so forth. So I wanted to actually open up and open up my heart because I do, you know, I'm a very open person, I'm a very open book. And I like sharing my life experiences with people to make people realize, one, I I do, um, I, you know, I walk the path as well. I do ask you to share um, and embrace your ugly. I do have, I've done an episode completely on that, which is Embrace Thy Ugly. So you... You know, you sh- I talk about parts of my life which are probably are not the nicest parts. Are probably the ones people want to hide and you know keep away. I'm full about embracing those aspects about myself because they made me who I am. And so, if I don't embrace them, and if I'm if I'm any way at all whatsoever ashamed of any part of my life, then I'm, I'm ashamed of myself, which I'm not. I'm extremely proud of who I am and where I am, and what I've achieved, and of the obstacles I've overcome to achieve them. And you'll understand why I'm saying this when you when I sort of go through this journey of my personal journey, which up to this point I haven't shared, um, not extensively either. And it's not even in my book, by the way. My book is something. No, something I slipped out of it. The, um slip something slipped out I've got something amazing coming soon and um I haven't even shared this in that part either but anyway let's get started so I want you to understand um I mean a bit about my background so I think I think I've said this multiple times 
I am a severely dyslexic student or individual. And the fact that there was no made aware to me, I wasn't aware of until the end of first year of my law degree. So it was when I was in Queen Mary's, it was in the end of my first year when I went for assessment and I, and I found out that I'm not just dyslexic, I'm severely dyslexic. And by then I already had five A-levels and yada, 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 you know, super smart, whatever. Anyway, and the point being, um, I was, I wasn't, I never saw myself as a naturally smart person. People saw me as that, but I did believe that. I just thought I was just smart because I worked so hard and I have that work ethic given now that I don't believe that I'm the most talented person in the world. I just believe that, you know, something I learned from Will Smith if I'm on a treadmill and somebody else next to me, I'm going to die on the treadmill or win. I'm just one of those people. I just work extremely hard. So it, the reason why I'm sharing this is because if you understand this child who grew up and then she lost her mother at the age of 21 um, and then continued her study, there was no other space in my life for a relationship. I just wasn't, I just didn't have the time for it. Not that I didn't want it, not that I wasn't attracted to it. Bloody hell, yes, there were. There were plenty of really good looking uh, guys at the time as well, especially at university. Not so much at college, but yeah, at university. Plenty, but I didn't really have the time or the energy or even the energy, um, the space in my heart, to be honest, to even think about anything else. I was too busy trying to just get through my studies and focused on making sure I achieved my targets. Why am I sharing? Because this will become apparent in a bit. So once I had finished that and I, I had I'd taken the American bar exams as well, which I took before I did the, the, the English bar exams, it's during the latter part of my studies, I actually came across this individual and obviously, obviously I'm not going to share his name and, you know, we, we got involved and um, so I'm trying to put this in context so if you understand that up until the age of 24, I had not got into, had not been in a, in a full-on relationship, I didn't allow myself or didn't have the time or capacity in my mind to be able to have a relationship. So then I go ahead and I, you know, we, we, go to, we get involved. Now, we fell in love and we it wasn't the, it wasn't kind of dating relationship you know, I wouldn't also want that to be in context because I was from a religious background we actually met with the idea of getting married so that was marriage is always on the cards from day one it wasn't about dating and long relationship that way and we both agreed to that point however as the relationship carried on and things unfolded we both realized we weren't for each other so that's absolutely fine that's normal and um, no offense to each other you know we both were very lovely people but it just didn't work out now there's something that I, I realized in hindsight now, something that I, I sort of knew, I think early on that this, we weren't right for each other. But I think because of the intensity of the uh, emotions for each other, love for each other, we just tried to make it work. And I remember this this point that when, when I feel, fully realized that this relationship was not for me or it wasn't for, it wasn't right for, for either of us, was when his mother, God bless her, she's the most gorgeous soul and she still is. I don't know if she's alive or not, but she was the most gorgeous soul as I met. And I really respected and trusted her opinion. And she said, she actually told both of us, you know, as much, because she liked me too. She said, as much as I like you, I just don't think you two are right for each other. And that's the point, point I think, time when I realized this relationship was not going to work out. So anyway, we had um, a, a discussion and, and we both, by mutual decision, decided to walk away from that relationship. So there's nothing, I'm not having this, <laughs> making this episode, I have a dig at the individual, I don't know where he is, I'm blessing, sending love and blessings to him and his family, whoever he is, wherever he is, um, that's absolutely fine. I'm just using this scenario to explain something to me uh, in terms of how my life went on, what trajectory my life went on. So even though I walked away from this relationship, I, now looking back at hindsight, I realised how much of a devastation it had upon me. So I had lost my mother at 21 and then I had, um, I met this person at the age of 24, at the age of 26, he and I parted 
And I was devastated, like literally heartbroken. And um, I think my, my cousin's husband made a remark saying that he's never seen someone break down in love. <laughs> As he saw me, apparently I broke down in love. But anyway, um, it's it's humorous now and I think about it. But anyway, um, so I was completely, utterly shattered, completely shattered. Uh, my heart was broken. And and that was it. Now, at that time, I was having this really difficult relationship at home as well, because my, my I was living with my brother and my sister-in-law. My brother by then had got married. My brother wanted me out of the house, but because of being the traditional Islamic family that we are, he wouldn't let me live by myself. So my, more than my brother-in-law, my sister-in-law, who really, really wanted me out, my sister-in-law at the time, she really wanted me out of the house. And we had so many domestic issues because of it. Even though I was fully self-sufficient and so forth, it was the idea of having me in living with them wasn't appealing to her, which is understandable. But then my brother wouldn't let me out of the house either because, you know, what would people say? So I was pretty much um, forced to live with them, even though they didn't want me. And so when my father came along and he said, um, he, asked, he said, would you get, but would you, um, you know, do you have anybody? And he asked me and I, but, but by the way, when I, me and this, the individual broke up, I refused to share the details. That was between, between me and him. So I didn't tell anyone about it. I said, so I just said, I've walked away. No discussions. I didn't, I, that wasn't a point for discussion for anybody because that's, that's the private matter between me and him. So, and like I said, until now, sending love and blessings to him and his family, whoever is, no, 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 no idea, no, no intention of any bad deal towards him at all. What happened to me was my life, my decisions and my choices. So I'm taking full responsibility for whatever happened to me in, in, in my side of life. And I'm not taking any, not putting responsibility on anybody else but myself. So my, when my father had decided to, you know, he asked me, so do you want me to arrange a marriage for you? I said, why not? I said, go ahead. Now, I want to put this into mind as well. There's two reasons for this. One, I was completely devastated. My heart was broken and I was, I actually had, I think I've overdosed in Bollywood. You guys know I'm, I'm a big Bollywood crazy fan, right? So I had this thing of Shah Khan in my head that you live once, you fall in love once and you get married once. Seriously, honestly. <laughs> talk about overdose in Bollywood but hey that's my life so I really was overdosed on the idea that I wasn't it was like you know, I wasn't even just gonna get married now for the sake of my family I wasn't actually gonna fall in love because I've already fallen in love with this individual and there's no way I could ever fall in love again right seriously honestly talk about I, I need to <laughs> do this Bollywood dose in my life completely but anyway that's the scenario that I had I believed I was I was never going to fall in love again so what's the bloody point in trying so when my brother, my father brought up the idea of arranged marriage, I went ahead and said, okay, you make the decision. Because by then I realized that I, well, I thought there's no way that I can choose the right person for me and blah, blah, blah. So I thought, you know, why not let my father make, make the choice? And not for all intents and purposes, you know, everything was perfect on paper. You know, I was a lawyer, he was a lawyer, you know, he went to LSE, you know, very smart, very intelligent, very smart guy. Whatever turned up afterwards, it wasn't, my father could never predict that. But anyway, so... I went down the arranged marriage route, okay? This individual turned out to be abusive, highly abusive, physically abusive, and then that ended up, that marriage ended up, well, I ended up working away from that marriage after, you know, he physically attacked me and I called the police and that was the end of the marriage. Now, that left me on, uh, the, I'm just explaining the trajectory where my life went after I made the decision to walk away from the person that I fell in love with. So I had my heart broken in my 20s and then I literally went on a complete different tra trajectory, which if you look at it, it looks like a you know, really series of bad luck with men. It sounds awful, but I'm going to reframe this in a bit. So just stay with me, humor me while you listen to the story. 
So this, after this relationship came to an end, which was absolutely awful, um, in that relationship, I was the main breadwinner because he didn't want to work, which is absolutely fine. There's nothing wrong with that. But he became abusive, trying to control me, trying to make sure that, you know, I, I mean, he's still the man of the relationship, even though I was earning. There was nothing wrong with that. But anyway, um, we ended up um, getting divorced. I divorced him. I actually had to wait to get family's approval for divorce because my family wouldn't let me divorce until the uncle who just, my uncle who just passed away, he's the one who stood up for me. He said, look, I'm with you. You fall, you do whatever's right for you and I'll stand by you. And then because my father was still saying no and my brother was like, it's up to you. So when my uncle gave me that heads up, like do whatever you need to do, I'm standing with you. I was able to go ahead and file for divorce and then I filed him and I divorced him. So I it took us a long time because by then I had property, I had Whatever divorce took a long, long bloody time. By the time I managed to get my degree absolutely divorce him, it was like, uh, I think I, I, do, I, I think I filed for divorce in November. It was July of 2008 when um, everything sort of, um, you, know, you know, when I got, when I got my degree absolute and it was, everything was done and over. A couple of months later than that, um, my, my ex-husband, my current ex-husband, he contacted a co- my cousin of mine and he had apparently had been loving me for the last 16 years and, um, you know, was crazy about me and had already, he actually had moved from Pakistan to here just so that he, he could, you know, he could uh, marry me and be with me. But the, by then, by the time he got here, I was already, I think I was, in, I was already engaged to the guy who sort of, sort of semi-engaged to the person I was, you know, in love with. And then he didn't know about when I broke up with him and ended up having this arranged marriage. But anyway, he apparently came just for me. Long story short, you know, we met and he proclaimed his undying love for me and blah 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 again my father you know when my father spoke to him um he my father even asked me he said look why do you want to marry him you know he, education wise he you know he's not to your level financially he's not to your level whatever whatever all these different points and even point like asked me are you in love with him remember the old bollywood thing of mine like you know you live once you marry once well my, this was my second marriage but i broke that one away didn't i and the idea that I couldn't, you know, that you only love once, right? So I told my father that, that, you know, dad, it's unlikely that I'm ever going to fall in love again. I've done the love bit, right? It's done and dusted. I don't think I would ever fall in love again. So, <laughs> um, and this man seems to be in love with me. And, you know, and he seems to be a good, he could be a good father for my daughter. So as long as he loves me and respects me, I don't really care about the other materialistic stuff. Because I can make, I was making money before I make money. And yeah, I was, making money wasn't an issue. I can make that myself. So... We, he and I got married and, um, you know, in all intents and purposes, give credit where it's due, the, the man was a very, very good father and still is till this day, I have to say, he's a very good dad. He's a very good father to my daughter. So the, he's the only dad my daughter knows. But that put me down another part because he took that, I mean, this individual, it found, took me through a journey that's made me who I am. Now, I had my heart broken, you know, in my 20s. And then I had an abusive marriage, ended up being an arranged um, marriage, which was abusive. And then this marriage. But this marriage is the one which made my character because it completely destroyed everything about me. Um, he made, you know, he made me believe I was fat and ugly in my 30s, that I was too old in my 30s. I was stupid. I was dumb. And the worst thing you can possibly do to a woman is to make her, you know, is to educate her. I mean, everything you can imagine was done to me in this marriage. And it completely, utterly crushed me as a person. Now, you're thinking, girl, you're saying this is the best thing ever happened to you. Just stay with me. You'll figure it out in a bit. You'll figure it out because I'm going to explain to you why I see the entire journey as the blessing that it is. Okay. So 
when you know this person absolutely crushed me crushed me in every way possible and then of course you know he also made me believe that um there was black magic being done on me and whatever whatever and he was you know he was um you know he had medical conditions so he couldn't have marital relations and that was my fault and I remember I put up with um, a lot of a lot of um abuse because of that because you know somebody asked you know how can you know if somebody abuses you walk out of the relationship and I said it's very difficult to be to you know to actually walk out of such an abusive relationship because it doesn't start off with someone doing that you know the you know it's where someone does it small bits and they just increase the intensity and that's what happened with me so I, I got to the point when he was at his peak, which was in 2015, he was so abusive, but I took it all thinking, my, my God, because of me, this poor man is suffering. And maybe that's why he's frustrated. Maybe that's why he keeps getting angry at me and whatever else. And I really actually believed all his lies. Later on, I found out that there was no illness, there's no issue. And the fact that he was just sleeping around outside and had loads of a string of affairs outside. And it was just a big cover up. Um, but that's it. That's who he was at the time. It doesn't matter. I mean, loving blessings to him too. I've forgiven him unconditionally too. That's his life path. And, you know, I bless him and love him. You know, don't love him, but, you know, um, love and blessings to him. And I wish him best of luck too. And we, and he, and I just want to put this in. He and I have a very good relationship at the moment because we are co-parenting our children. So I don't have any issues with this individual either. What he did to me, I share openly because that's what, that is the truth and that's what happened. But it's not to embarrass him or to cause him any discomfort because he is the father of my children. So, you know, it, whatever he did and whatever he thought it was right because he didn't want to leave me, was I, I'm supposedly the perfect wife, right? So it was the, you know, have this perfect, you know, religious wife at home and then do whatever you want outside. That's the a typical male scenario, you know, the attitude, which he followed as well. So anyway, you know, everyone makes mistakes and let, let, let that be. Now, when I came out of this relationship, which was back in 2016, you know, when I found out about his affair, and then I found out about the string affairs after that, but I, when I found out about, the, you know, when I came out of this relationship, it, I found myself in my mid to late 30s as a single mother um, trying to live on welfare. I couldn't get on welfare because I had property, remember? And I had no income. And I had become totally financially dependent on this person. And I completely, had, he had completely shattered my confidence and everything about me. So I had to rebuild who I am. Everything about me as a person right now, I had to rebuild one brick at a time. And it literally is the rise of the phoenix because that's exactly what it is. I, I, can, I can imagine myself, the old me had actually burned away and the ashes were on the floor and this new person emerged thereafter. And it was not, and as, as smile as I, as, as much as I smile now, and as much as I, I, I mean it when I say I've unconditionally forgiven every single person in my life, including my ex-husband, uh, you know, it's, I don't call him my ex-husband, I call him a father of my children, because I really have, you know, transcended all this pain from this, from this life form, and gone to the next level, and just, I, I can see the divinity in, in every individual, and so I am more, you know, connected with divinity, the the higher self of him, rather than human egotistical self who actually inflicted all this pain on me. But it took everything out of me and it made me who I am, okay? I would not be this confident, articulate, bloody smart, if I tell you, if I say, you know, a person, if I didn't go through all of that. I have no, I had zero street smart, like zero street street smart. You know why? Because all I did was study. 
I had no idea what relationships were like. Why? Because I never got into one until the very first one. Then I thought that my Bollywood thing that this is going to be my love, you know, my love of my life and the soul, my soulmate. And then when that didn't work out, I was completely shattered and thinking I was, I was never going to fall in love again. Have I fallen in love yet? No, I haven't. But doesn't mean I doesn't mean that I've given up on the idea of love. Now, if anything, my whole idea of what's possible for me has changed. I do believe I will love again when the time puts right, when the person comes along. Absolutely, I will. Do I think that you only live once and you only marry once? No, I don't believe in the Robbie <laughs> Bollywood rubbish anymore. Am I angry at any individual in my life, be it my father or uncle or? Um, or any of the people who, you know, put me on the path where I ended up being. No, absolutely not. This is why I said there was the best thing that ever happened to me because I wouldn't be here right now. My income is absolutely phenomenal. I'm not going to share my income, but I do. I, I'm a very, I'm a very, very successful uh, forex trader. I'm a very, very successful crypto trader. I'm also a very, very successful property entrepreneur. And I have a very, very profitable coaching business. I, I'm doing really well in that respect, yeah? And in terms of personal relationships, I have my amazing family and friends and my kids. I have abundance of love and health and money and prosperity in all areas of my life. And I look around when I was speaking to this cousin of mine, I was looking around and telling her, I am so content and so happy in my life and so hopeful for the future of what's coming. I, I you know, I pinch myself like, oh my God, I'm, I'm, living, I'm living my dream life right? But I wouldn't be here. I would not be here. I would not be the person who would look in the mirror and say, oh my God, I'm so frigging proud of you. I really am because I know what that woman went through. I know the tough journey that she'd been through. I know, I remember the time when she's sitting on a dining table working out how she was going to pay uh, for everything, for food, um, with 137 pounds and 14 pence, which is child support in the UK. For those people in the UK who know and understand what this child benefit, right? That's all I got. I wasn't entitled to anything else. I was just entitled to child benefit. That's the only thing I was allowed to have uh, because of my other property and stuff. But and because he, you know, my ex has been put the financial card, so he literally put the rug down my feet. So I had no way to support my children or anything else, and all the gold had gone and everything else. I know what how resilient that woman was and I know where she came from and I, I know where she is. And this isn't that long ago. So that time I'm describing to you is back in 2016, right? So the, the you know, the end of 2016 to that beginning of 2017. So not even that long, it's four years ago, four years today, right? Four years, you know, it was beginning of 2017. So it's now 2021. So four years ago, I was in that despair. Whereas this time around, I'm, you know, four years on, and I'm living in my dream home. I have, my kids are in, you know, on, you know, and going to amazing schools. My, I have an amazing relationship with my brother again. Um, you know, I, I have an amazing relationship with my extended family and my cousins and friends and whatever else. And I'm abundant in every way possible, right? So if I love where I am and I absolutely love and adore who I am, the only reason why I am where I am and I am who I am is because of what happened to me in the past. So how can I possibly not see that as the best thing that ever happened to me? Yes, my heart was broken. Yes, I didn't think I could love again. And no, I haven't loved again. I haven't been able to. But then it's not because I wouldn't have. It's just I ended up being in, it put me that, that heartbreak that happened to me in my 20s, put me on a trajectory where I was in one abusive relationship and I literally ended up being in the second abusive relationship. It was literally out of the frying pan into the fire. Um, and all the while trying to be this good little Muslim girl who's trying to be the good girl. I remember that the reason why the second marriage was so quick was because 
I remember when my father came to meet him, his, you know, and this is because remember, we, you know, this was just mad the way that happened. I got divorced, I've got my degree absolute in, in July 2008. I met Irfan at the end of September 2000, same thing, 2008, because it was Ramadan, so I couldn't meet him before, so I met him after that. And then my his parents went to ask for my hand in Pakistan for my father. And then my father came in, in the end of October just to meet him. And when he, he was supposed to meet him and we were supposed to get engaged, but my father decided, because my, I already had a daughter and I was living by myself, again, what would people say if he and I just got engaged and, you know, people would talk, it's better if we just get the, you know, the garden. So it wasn't actually supposed to be that quick a marriage. It just ended up being like that. Now, in hindsight, was that right decision to make? Even though I went through so much pain and so much humiliation and so much torture, I would still say yes. Because I would not be here right now. I, if I didn't go through that abusive first marriage, I wouldn't have my daughter. If I didn't go through the abusive, and if I didn't go through that, I wouldn't be married to France. I wouldn't go through the second abusive marriage and I wouldn't have my son. I wouldn't have my children if I didn't put, you know, go through those horrible marriages. I wouldn't have the, the, the reference point, the goal you can go literally sub-zero and come rise, rise back up. And not just rise up for yourself, but help other people shine as well. Because... The thing is, the reason why I'm such a frigging awesome, and I'm going to own this, by the way, I'm such a frigging awesome mentor is because I'm not reading from books and telling people about it. I have lived the life. I have come out the other end. I've been through the tunnel, you know, that, that tunnel. I've been through the river of change and I've been through that pain. So when people come and work with me, they know that I've been there, done that, and I know exactly how it feels. So if I can do it, they can do it. And I, the, the strategies I've given them, for example, the strategy I talk about quite often is three steps to cash flow mastery. I that came, I came up with that thing, that strategy during that that you know, when I was sitting on the on the dining table with 137 pounds and 14 pence every four weeks, not weekly, every four weeks. That's when that strategy was born. But other parts of my life, the money avatar and other things came up literally on the journey as well. While I was trying to work out for myself, where am I? What am I doing? And how am I going forward? The reason why I'm able to change your identity now is because when my aunt told me that I had literally manifested my mother's exact life. If you haven't heard the episode, you need to go and hear about that. Um, that that literally shocked me. But instead of disempowering me, it made me realize how powerful a, a manifester I am. And it made me realize if I can manifest my mother's exact life, I can manifest my ideal life also. And that's exactly what I have done in very rapid time. It seemed like it was taking forever when I was doing it. But when I look back in hindsight, from 2017 to where I am in 2021, it's a phenomenal journey. So yes, that heartbreak put me on a trajectory which caused me severe heartache and severe humiliation. It was the best thing because without it, I would not have gone through the pain which shaped my character, which made me who I am, which gives me the knowledge that I have to help hundreds and thousands of people. I have helped hundreds of people at the moment. I believe the future in the future through my books and through my podcast and through my other seminars, I'm an online, you know, just online, but offline seminars as well. I will be able to touch hundreds and thousands of lives and change their ideas and feelings and emotions towards money and themselves and see what this would do. And this would not have been possible if I didn't have my heart broken in my 20s. Can you see why that was the best thing that ever happened to me? Yes, it's horrible. Yes, it's hard to admit. But I am being empowered because that was the best thing ever to me. And this is why I always say devices and energy is always doing things 
for you, not to you. When you play the victim mode, when you play the victim, um, you know, the, when you're in the victim energy, you're saying everything's happening to you. When you're empowered, when you have faith, this is when you say, no, everything's happening for me. So I truly believe that divine source energy put me through this torture that I couldn't say. It was, and admit it, it was, it has been torture. These last, God knows how many years, from 2000, when I broke up with the guy, um, you know, it was back in 2004. So from 2004 to 2016 and 17, my life has been nothing but pure torture. It has been right? One thing after another, after another, after another, after another. Yet now my life is the best that's ever been. And I absolutely love and adore everyone for it, including those people who caused me the heartache. So I have no ill feelings for absolutely anyone. And I'm grateful for the experiences I have suffered. I know. And I want you to understand this. I have forgiven people. I'm not condoning their actions. I'm not saying what they did was right. Absolutely. That's between them and divine synergy. I'm just saying I have forgiven them unconditionally and I want them to have love and blessings. And recently Max told me how his business is doing really well and how his turnover is going to be in millions or whatever else. And I actually sent him blessings. I'm like, I hope that works really well for you. He's buying a house that's really good for you. You know, I, I actually would advise him to get married. I think he should get married and you know, have more kids or whatever. And I wished him well. Why not? I, I, you know, I do adhere to the golden rule. I want for everyone what I want for myself. If I want to be in a happy, loving relationship, why would I want him to be in a happy, loving relationship? So I have. I wished him well. I wished him blessings. And this is why you need to see everything that's ever happened to you is a freaking blessing. Everything's happening for you, not to you. The more you actually adhere to that philosophy, the more you accept it, internalize it, the faster your life will change and transform in, into something which is amazing beyond your dreams, beyond your comprehension, beyond something you can imagine right now. Okay? Every day would become a gift. Life is a gift. Please accept that. So... I hope you got value from today's episode. <laughs> it's been, I've shared a part of, very intimate part of my life with you, with all of you. And I thought you can, somebody, somebody needs to hear it and somebody can get um, some, some, hopefully some lessons from it. If you've enjoyed today's episode, please do reach out to me and let me know what you think of it. I, I do list, li, look out for your emails and I do appreciate your comments and your, your positive vibes, which is something that I always love and adore. If you actually do end up leaving us a review, then I, if you take a screenshot for it, I can send you across a million in the mirror meditation just for free. Okay, so do do that for us. And if you do, then send it to send the screenshots to moneymindsetpodcast at gmail.com. That's moneymindsetpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll get the meditation over to you. Well, until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan signing off. Take care and bye for now. If you want to learn more about my energy tools and mindset strategies, then please visit my website, www.gulkhan.com. That's G-U-L-L-K-H-A-N.com. And if you want to take part in our five-day millionaire mindset makeover challenge, where I deep dive into energy tools for abundance, then please go to www.millionairemindsetmakeover.com and register. I look forward to being your mentor in our next five-day challenge. Until the next time we meet, this is Gul Khan. Take care and bye for now.